Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. What would happen if two black holes would smash into each other? So, wow, this is a fun question. Thank you, Oliver, for asking this. You know, I would love to see that one day. It would be amazing to watch from a safe distance two black holes smashing into each other. So let's talk about what black holes are so we can think about what would happen if they actually collided with each other. Now, to understand black holes, we need to think about gravity and mass. So mass, you could think about mass as how much stuff something has or is made of. So we're made of stuff, right? So we have mass. Now the Earth is also made of stuff. It's got way more mass than we do. And same thing with the sun. The sun has even more mass than Earth, right? Now black holes, these are things that are very massive, meaning they have a lot of stuff in them. Well, gravity is the attractive force that pulls anything together that has mass. So what does that mean? The attractive force. To attract is to bring together. So when you jump up off of Earth, you have mass, Earth has mass, and you're close to each other. So the gravity pulls you back down to Earth. When you drop a pen on the ground, the pen has mass, the Earth has mass, they're pulled together. Now, the Earth is so, so much more massive than we are, or the pen is, so we only really notice our movement. We don't notice the Earth moving, although the Earth does technically just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, but it's easier to see us moving than it. Now, we can think about gravity in another way as well. We could think about gravity as the curve of space-time itself. Now, you might have seen pictures of this before. This is a, a helpful way to think about gravity. So if we think about space as a big grid or as a sheet of rubber, or my favorite is to think about it like a couch cushion. So if you think about a couch cushion and think about it with nobody sitting on it, right? But then if you go and you sit down on that couch cushion, it makes a dent where you're sitting, right? It makes kind of a valley. So that's what happens in space when you have something with mass. It makes a dent around it. And that dent, that valley or curve that it makes is what we think of as gravity. Now, the steeper that curve is, the stronger the gravity is. Now, thinking again about our couch analogy, imagine different people sitting on that couch. If your grown-up sits down, they're going to make a bigger curve than you are, right? But if a little baby or maybe just a cat sits there, they'll still make a curve, but it'll just be a little itsy-bitsy curve, right? Not very big at all. Now, if you were to take something like a marble and put it on that curve on the cushion, it's going to roll down, right? Well, that's just what's happening when we jump on Earth. 
we're rolling back down that curve that's been made in space-time. And something like the sun, we can't stand on the sun because it's really, really hot, right? But let's, let's pretend for a moment that we could stand on the sun if it was solid and it wasn't super hot. Well, the gravity there would be so, so strong that we wouldn't even be able to jump off of it. It would be pulling us down so much. To get off of the sun, or to get off of Earth or anything that has mass that's got that strong gravity, we're going to have to jump. Now, the faster you jump, the easier it is going to be to get off, right? So when we jump, we jump up and we jump maybe a few feet or so, and then we fall back down. But if we were able to keep jumping and we jumped faster than gravity was pulling us back down, we'd be able to get up and off of Earth. So the speed that you have to go is called your escape velocity. The more mass something has, the greater that escape velocity is going to be. But we have to add something else in. It's not just about the mass, but about how dense it is. So density is how much stuff, how much mass you have packed or squeezed into a space. My favorite analogy for this, or favorite example rather for this, is to think about two balls. Think about a basketball and think about a bowling ball. The basketball and the bowling ball are about the same size, right? But one of them has a lot more mass, the bowling ball, right? If you dropped the basketball on your toe, you'd barely even notice it. But if you dropped a bowling ball on your toe, you would definitely notice it. You might even have to go to the hospital, right? Because it, it could break your toe. It has so much mass. So. The more massive something is, the greater the curve it's going to make. And that's because you can get even closer to the mass. The closer you are to the mass, the stronger and stronger that gravity gets. It's like the curve that you make on the couch. At first, the curve is not very steep. It's a very gentle curve. And the closer and closer it gets to you, the steeper and steeper it becomes. All right. So now we can talk about what's a black hole. A black hole is something that is really, really dense. It is so dense. Some scientists think that inside the black hole, it might be infinitely dense, meaning that it is, there's the space is infinitely small with the mass in it. And other scientists think, it can't possibly be infinitely, but it's just really, really small where we took the mass of something like a star and squeezed it into something really small, like something the size of your fist. Can you imagine that? Take the sun and squeeze it as small as your fist. It would have to be very dense. So the curve in space-time, that warp or that gravity curve has got to be really, really steep. It is so steep that the escape velocity to get away from it once you've gotten too close to it is faster than the speed of light. Now wait, we don't think anything in the universe can go faster than the speed of light. So that means anything, including light, that falls into the black hole 
things fall in, they don't get sucked in, but if they get too close and they fall in, they can't come back out, not even light. So when we look at a black hole, the black hole itself, there's no light coming from it. So it looks black to us because light's not bouncing off of it. Light isn't coming out of it. It's not giving off light for us to see, so we call it black. And it is kind of like a hole in the fabric of space-time because if something falls in, it can't come out. It's not really a hole. There is probably some sort of dense object at the center. Now, what could possibly make something like this? Well, there are two different kinds of black holes that we know exist. There may be more kinds of black holes, and we can talk about this in another episode, the different theoretical black holes ex that might exist, but there are two that we know of. And the first is called a stellar black hole. This is usually what we're talking about when we talk about black holes. These are dead stars. So stellar means star, like Stella. And this is what happens at the end of the life of a really, really massive star. When it runs out of material to fuse, the star collapses in on itself. And when it does that, it squeezes its core from every direction because it's imploding, it's smashing in on itself, and it squeezes the insides into something super, super dense. And that, those insides, that core, is what collapses into a black hole. And then the outside layers get blasted off. They explode out into space as a supernova. But what's left behind is something that is the mass of several suns. So the sun is a low mass star. Those are other stars that are made of lots more stuff than it. And we always measure the mass of a star compared to the sun. So a stellar black hole might have three or four solar masses of stuff in it, but it's been squeezed down into something really, really small. So that means that the curve in space-time around it is very steep. So if something gets too close and starts to fall in, it can't come back out. Now, the second kind of black hole are what we call supermassive black holes. And these ones, instead of being a few solar masses, they're millions or billions of times the mass of, a, of the sun and they are at the center of galaxies. They're what galaxies are orbiting around. They're in the very middle with lots and lots of activity going on. And sometimes there are stars and clouds of gas and dust and things falling into them. And they're growing and getting bigger and bigger. Because when something falls into the black hole, it becomes part of the black hole. Now, let's come back to our original question. What would happen if two black holes smash into each other? Now, this might be able to happen with a supermassive black hole and a stellar black hole nearby, and that stellar black hole falls into the supermassive black hole. Or it could happen with stars that were binaries, meaning that they orbited each other and they both went through their life cycle, became black holes, and then slowly those black holes got closer and closer and closer until they smashed into each other. So when they smash into each other, we think that they will simply become an even more massive black hole. 
they grow and get bigger and more massive, like the blob, right? It just gets more and more and more massive. And that might be how some of the supermassive black holes grew early on in the universe, is that maybe they grew from lots of smaller black holes that merged with each other. So this is something that scientists are really interested in learning more about. And it can be tricky to find them because black holes are black, right? So when we look out with our telescopes, unless the black hole is interacting with a star, like it's pulling material off of that star or it's causing that star to wobble back and forth, it can be hard to spot them. But we do have a new form of astronomy called gravitational wave astronomy. And gravitational waves are the waves that gravity makes in space-time, ripples. You could imagine it like dropping a pebble into the pond and the ripples made on the pond are sort of like the ripples that get made in space-time. And so we have some observatories on Earth that are really, really big. The most famous of them is called LIGO. And its job is to watch for ripples traveling or feel for ripples traveling through space-time. And we have been able to detect the ripples caused by black holes merging with each other, which is incredibly exciting. And so that's one of the only ways that we have to study it right now. But as our technology advances, as we get more interesting techniques that we can use, and we have more scientists thinking about the problems and studying it, hopefully we'll get more data and be able to learn a little bit about what really happens when these incredibly interesting objects smash into each other. All right, thank you so much, Oliver. A wonderful, wonderful question. And thank you all for joining us on the podcast today. If you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about, please have your folks send an email to the email in the description box. And as always, friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.